What up, what up, what up? Back again with another episode. It's Everett alongside Connor. Short change on, uh, or, or short shift for, for Moiser. He had to go out and uh, attend to things. Painter's got a lesson, so it's just me and Connor. Uh, but you know what? I'm here. I'm trying to hold down the fucking fort every week and bring you guys something to listen to. Why you listen to it, I'll never know. But man, we appreciate it. Um, Connor, how are you? Well, Ev, I mean, you can attest to this. We are just good. Everything's great. So good. So great. It's the best time of the year. We love our travel. We love our clients. You know what? At the end of the day, this is what fucking it puts hairs on your face. Gives you a little chest hair once you get through it. I was going to say, this definitely puts um, hair on the chest, hair off the head. But I mean, we're living it. We're in it. Or in my case, it turns them gray, you know? Whichever one works for you. So, um, what's been new, man? You've been coaching, uh, hockey season, youth hockey starting up. Uh, yeah. What do you got going on? Coaching, lots of travel, lots of, I mean, CHL is well underway now. I mean, teams are finally making final cuts or making final decisions. So, lots of uh, CHL action happening. And then, of course, we got some, we got some NHL camps coming up. So, it's, uh, it's a steady schedule right now for sure. What uh what rookie tournament you hitting? Uh hoping to go to Vancouver. Okay. They're, uh I believe it's Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg. Okay. They're gonna be in Penticton um this week. So I'm um, hoping to go to that one. If not, um there's the Buffalo tournament. So we'll we'll see which if I end up going to both or just one. Okay, very cool. Um we'll yeah, see. the Penticton one would be sick, man. What a spot to see. I know I think uh uh, back when Sheeler was there, unbelievable place to play. Yeah, Penticton's so. sweet. I mean, I, I've traveled to Kelowna and Pen, uh, Penticton. Yeah. The Okanagan Valley as a whole in BC is gorgeous, so there's not really a bad spot there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to touch on this. We talked about it before. Yeah. You and uh, one of our other uh, friends, um, Deej, uh, made fun of me at the NHL Equipment Manager Show for how I walk. Do I really? Is that an over exaggeration? Is that what that, it looks no, like? No, dude, you you walk like Conor McGregor. Like that is a fact. Now look, he, Conor McGregor obviously sold the, the like the whole arm movement and shit. But like yeah. you got some swag. I don't see the problem is I think it's just because I'm so big and fat that like that's how my body rotates to create momentum to keep going. <laughs> no, like you have like a like an. I don't know if it's like the typical like arm sway, but like you got some like I think you got some like elbow movement or something in there. Even because I try it like when. So here's the story: they the, all the guys made fun of me at the NHL show for it, which is fine. But the other day we were going to warm up. Me and the goalies, I was going to go take them out. We do a bunch of footwork stuff, do eye stuff, and then they warm up with their team again. Just I like to keep the kids moving so that way when they're moving, they're focused, heart rates up, etc. And dialed. Lola, one of the other goalies behind me, Lola, started laughing at me or laughing, and they're walking behind me as I'm trying to find a spot where we can go, like, you know, do the tennis ball work and stuff. And she goes, you know, Coach Everett, look at Declan. And I turn around, I go, What are you doing? Why are you walking like that? She goes, He's walking like you. And I'm like, God damn it, it's happening again. And these kids, these kids are 11 years old and they're making fun of me. So this must be a real thing. So, dude, you got the Conor McGregor walk for sure. But when I try to walk and like, I don't know how to, like, I thought that was normal, how I was doing it. So now I question everything. So now I just try to walk with my arms by my side. And I, I, I now I look like a psychopath. Yeah, I was going to so say, now you're win. straight arming it. I can't win. So, um, 
But uh, but yeah, that's about all that's going on. I'm on like day one million of the season, even though I'm only 12 days into the youth hockey season. Yep. Um, coaching Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. So Mondays are my off days. It's nice. It's cool. it, a, a good one day a week is good. So yeah, yeah, it's good for the um, soul. You gotta you gotta work in some rest sometimes. <laughs> That's it. Um, we don't believe in such thing. Oh, so by the time this comes out, we'll have something pretty cool a few hours afterwards. Yeah. At uh, at noon, I don't want to talk about it too much, but are you excited? I'm real pumped, dude. Like, I think we gotta. Yeah, it's gonna be great. What do you What do you think of the final product? Are you excited? I'm super pumped. Like there's a lot of things that like, um, I mean, you know, like I worked with you in the past when I was playing, like there's a lot of things that like we've been trying to work on for a long time. Okay. A long time. And we're finally, we're finally getting it on a product where it belongs. Um, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we get there. When we get there, I don't know, but we, we'll get there eventually. I still, I still vividly remember the text counter when I got it. And you're like, this doesn't have like the filled in boot. And I go, no, like that's our filled in boot. And I got the call from the equipment guy. What did you do wrong? Connor, you know, said this is missing. I'm like, corny, like, oh, oops. But <laughs> someone's <laughs> going to have to do the research there, but which won't be hard to connect the dots. But I'm like, this is that that's our spec. Like, this is how we do it. So uh, but now, you know, um, I'm very excited. I think I think, you know, shout out. I don't know if they listen to this, but shout out to all the people that are involved, such as yourself. Um, shout out to the people that helped, you know, put it together that, you know, did the behind the scenes work. Shout out to the people in the factories that when we needed to make something happen, we made something happen. I, your people, uh, it's, I'm, I'm always very excited for this stuff. And I think the thing that's very cool for us as a company is the product is great. Everything that's going to come out is great, but how we're going to release it so different now where yeah. last time we had this grand idea and everything worked out besides the fact that COVID had happened. So like actually having stuff in our hands and seeing if our new attempts to show this off did anything there were no results outside of people calling saying they were excited and that, Hey, this looks great. You know, we had calls from a guy who played, he grew up playing college ho hockey here and he was in Great Britain. He called and he talked to Berkey and said, hey, like I saw the video, like this stuff looks great. And we're like, well, we can't send you demos. He's like, I don't need demos. I just want to order it. Yeah. So like it had done its job at the time, but now hopefully with things moving forward, we'll be able, uh, you know, be able to. Well, look, Ev, like, I mean, you, you kind of hit, hit it a little bit there. Like this is something that, that for us as a company, we've never really we've never really done, you know, like you, you got, you like, it was attempted with the previous launch, but you know, COVID kind of got in the way, but like, this is a real, like, this is a real kick at the can for us. You know what I mean? Like we're really going to give it a shot and I'm really excited to see um, the response regardless of what it is. I'm excited to see the response we're going to get from it. Mm -hmm. um, I really think that we have, um, a product that like really nails that that style of goalie and that what that goalie is looking for so yeah um it's I'm very hard to talk it. abstractedly about yeah, this I'm, re I'm real I'm real words it. real pumped about it <laughs> so there's a lot of good there's a lot of good things um a lot of positive things coming out yes very very soon 
So if you're listening to this at 8 a.m. when it releases every Wednesday, subscribe, like, follow. Um, be excited because in four hours we'll have some big news. Uh, if you're listening to it afterwards, you've already seen it, so ignore all this. But we are pumped. Um, Connor, final thoughts? Anything? Um, on a scale of one to ten, I'm at a thousand. I'm just real pumped. Like I, I can't wait for it. I got the timer on. It's it's gonna be exciting. Very good. Very good. Um, for everybody still listening, uh, we got a nice interview for you. But like I said, as always, like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend, get those subs up, and uh, we'll keep the show coming out to you. It's 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 going to be tough every week because <laughs> the schedule every day is just hey, what fire can I put out first? But yep. uh, it's been fun, and I enjoy doing this with you guys and whoever is able to, you know, cut out time out of the schedule to hop on. So until then, next week, next Wednesday, another guest, another Between Two Posts segment, and we'll see you then. We're going to take a real brief break to hear Connor talk about one of our sponsors. Looking for the fastest way to rehydrate? Look no further than Drip Drop. Breakthrough rehydration that keeps you going. Packed with key electrolytes, vitamins, and minerals to help you dig deeper, go longer, and do more of what you love. Try today and feel the difference. Learn more at dripdrop.com. Be sure to check out the link in the bio and go to Between Two Posts Instagram for 15% off. Stay hydrated. Now back to the show. Welcome into the pod. I think he's our tallest guest yet. And a <laughs> stunning six foot and six inches all the way from Parker, Colorado. It's David Fezenden. Fez, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> Surviving right now, baby. Just trying to get to game one. Just trying to get yeah. to game one. Happy to finally get on the pod. You know, it's been a bit. Been talking about it a couple times, but finally here. It's crazy. Well, thanks for making time out of your very busy schedule to get here. Um, yeah, student still. Uh, yeah. Fifth year student. It's not. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Um. Well, real quick here, Fez. So you're no longer in Parker. You now call Arizona home, correct? Uh, yeah, that's where my mom and dad kind of moved three years ago. Kind of went out there, got away from the snow. But I don't, I don't even call anywhere like home. But I call Parker, kind of where I was born and raised. So I always keep that on the on the on the page. Okay, okay, that's very cool. Yeah. I like that you you true to the roots. Um, so real oh, yeah, quick here, uh. You know, this week's been pretty busy. So for anyone that actually listens to us week to week, you're going to get a lot of the same questions, but it'll be interesting gotcha. to see how you answer these. <laughs> um, I'm going to get a lot of prep in, but uh, uh, David Fezenden, first off, how do you off, how often do you cut your fingernails? Oh, shit. That's a good question. Uh, fuck. Honestly, I just looked down one day. You just look down and they're just like looking a little long. You're like, oh, fuck, I got to cut these. Don't know. I'm not one of those. You know those guys that always bite their nails. Oh, I, I've always hated that. That that's just. I don't know. You touch so much shit, and and I've just like, nah, I ain't bite my nails. But uh, whenever I need to, you know, whenever it's whenever it's convenient. I used to be. Gosh, I'm really really letting it out. But I used to be super superstitious. I don't know if any other goalie's been this way. But like, don't if tell my me hands were about your nails. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I was like, if my hands are feeling good, like I'm just cashing the puck really well. I was like, damn, I can't cut my nails for the game. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling too good. But, and then you're just hiding them. You're just walking around like this. But hey, it helps you. It helps you stop the puck. I don't. I don't do anything. Dude, at that point. 
Dude, when I was in Witchy, Dempsey, Dempsey was like that. He'd he'd always leave his like fingernails a little long. He'd say he'd make like fingernail saves. <laughs> a little extra length. That's good. That's good. I've Same literally never heard of this. I can't I've... believe that this is being spoken. In <laughs> yeah, this is new territory right for me. I've never, I've never even. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, whatever works, right? We're goalies, so gotta, yeah. a little weird. I'm trying to get um, like the kids I coach. I'm trying to get away from the, Hey, we are weird type of thing. And like, we can just it's be normal. Good. And now <laughs> if they ever listen to this shit, like what do you say to that? Yeah. That guy who's playing at Canisius doesn't cut his nails. Cause he made a glove save on a Wednesday night. Now. <laughs> on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, I'm a pass. I like to like to think that was more of like a junior thing because don't have to see uh, anybody at school. You're just hiding in the ring, so a little easier. Um, what about toenails? Toenails? No, I can't. Uh, my, you guys I making toenail think... saves over there? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what <where's... laughs> That's a fair question. Dude, <laughs> part of goaltending is our nails. No, I mean, cut those off and can't be having gross nails, you know, in the locker room. Yeah. It just kind of looks a little gross. Yeah, a little That's bit. That's the one normal side. Yeah, keep got to keep it clean there. I don't know if anyone else faced this now. Now that I think this is the reason I asked this question, uh, when your stuff really stinks and your nails just get a little bit long, do you ever? Do you guys remember where you're like you'd you the smell would get trapped under there? Oh, is that oh, just yeah. me? No, yeah, the hand smell of gloves. Holy moly! Yeah, Especially I just me, yeah. I you always know, thought you know how sweaty I get. <laughs> yes, um, I always just thought with the fingernails when they get a little longer, it sits in there. Um. Yum. Gross. Um, Fez, one or the other, for the rest of your life, forever and ever, would you rather all of the music you ever listen to? So even in the pregame, uh, when the boys are playing stuff or when you're in the car, whatever you're doing, music will always come in as light elevator jazz music or every phone call you ever take for the rest of your life is delayed by four seconds. Oh. Jesus. Ev, this is an elite question, by the way. Yeah. I was not prepared for this level of questioning. Uh, the the four-second delay would just be so frustrating, honestly. I would have to just get over it and just get used to jazz. Yeah. That would just drive me – that would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. But damn, damn. Good questioning. Jeez. Because think about it. Your pregame, like, the boys are all listening to anything, you know, whether it's techno rap – rock in, in the locker room music. but in your when you're when it's coming in through your ear you're just hearing elevator music and you're trying to get going hell can i change can i change can uno reverse card a, uno reverse i'm gonna go to the four hour just i'm gonna deal with that yeah the oh, delay damn. the delay gotta have music you know you gotta have some tunes that's like the biggest part of the game is finding like good music and uh getting juiced like if you don't have that then what's going on absolutely absolutely um yeah the uh the three second delay on the phone call or four second delay would like when it happens to me regularly now it fucking drives me insane yeah so. facts yeah like when me and connor talk every day every day yeah four <laughs> second delay <laughs> but there's something about the the u.s to canada phone call it just like i'll be talking and then connor just starts talking and responding i'm like oh fuck this is a disaster <laughs> <laughs> um but uh Fez, what's your uh, what's your go to breakfast spot? I mean, now 
that you're at Lacon, the Habasana. Uh, you got the mm. Timmy's right down below the rink. I mean, is oh, that a yeah. go-to? Yep, I'm uh, officially on the rewards program, so get hell into, yeah, brother, yeah. <laughs> get on it. Getting on, man. I got one four minutes from my house, 24 hours. It's open, so Timmy's is oh yeah. I've missed Timmy's. I've all, I've been in the East Coast, so Duncan's just been my to go to. So it's nice a little little mix up, a little like uh, sometimes I'll cheat and get a little chocolate donut with the, the coffee. Man, this guy a little, knows. Maybe a, yeah let's I'm, let's I'm, go baby <laughs> i've missed this. it if, if, i guess everyone will say that to tim i needed so. this on the pod needed it <laughs> needed another tim's fan i've been just getting shit on by everybody else let's everywhere go. i've lived from bama to east coast and never had tim's so i gotta soak it up i'm gonna have extra reward program yeah <laughs> <laughs> guy's gonna be a new man when he goes back absolutely um so when you walk into Tim's, what's the order? Large cold brew, uh, shot of vanilla, oat milk. I gotta get that, and then uh, like I said, chocolate donut. If I'm feeling real risky, uh, probably regret it later. But just do a couple more up downs or in practice, be fine. <laughs> uh, I haven't tried their food yet. You know, so it's, it's mostly donuts and coffee there that you kind of. That's why you like Tim's. But if you guys have any recommendations. Feel free. Yeah, I, I have one recommendation. Connor's got a lot. <laughs> Don't eat it. <laughs> Expert. Don't eat it. Gotcha. Hey, that's Don't eat it. <laughs> Not worth it. Especially on Easy. the American side. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Ameri- in- American yeah. and Canadian Timmy's are so different. Yes. I went to Canada and they have the espresso foam or something. And they don't have that here. And I had one cup and I absolutely was juiced. I was driving back. <laughs> Home. I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm like jittering right now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Just flying more down, that. flying down, <laughs> uh, flying down the, ripping down the freeway, doing like 150 kilometers. Yeah, and my car doesn't have that on the speedometer, so I'm just guessing. <laughs> <What's the best? laughs> I got um, the Arizona car that doesn't have anything. Close oh, have fun with that thing in winter. Shit. Yeah. It's yeah. two wheel drive. We're going to see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning boys. Yeah. Um, hey, Fez, what do you think is more blue collar, Duncan or Tim's? Oh, only one right answer here. Yeah. Uh, now I'm under pressure. America matters, runs on guess, Duncan. Yeah. You got to go Duncan, honestly, unfortunately. But uh, it also matters. There's different blue collar, you know, like different spots. Every every region has a different version of blue collar, so I would say the Canadian version of blue collar collar is Tim's, but I don't know. Dunks has also lost its way. It really is. It's not the same. I feel like Dunks has kind of dropped off. But why is that? that? Controversial. I don't know. The quality just not the same. Yeah. It's actually hilarious. Like I, I went one time at school and. They ran like it was one of those things. They they we were watching them make the drink, and they ran out of like cold brew, and uh, we literally watched them only put like this much cold brew, like an inch of cold brew in the gl- glass, and they ran out of cold brew, and the guy wanted cream. They just filled up the rest of the thing with cream. It was cream <laughs> with like a dash of cold brew in it. He literally took it, like picked it up off the counter, turned to the trash can, and just threw it out. Walked out the door. It was one of my defensemen at school. It was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and that just ruins your day. You're like, all I wanted was a, a good coffee 
and they have some some fucking delinquent that just doesn't give a shit about their thoughts. <laughs> They're just like, I don't care. I'm gonna give you the worst coffee of your life right now. Um, you know what the hard part is? There is an argument to be had though. Like, if you're going to anywhere, whether it's a restaurant, it's a coffee spot, food service, anything. Going anywhere to a spot like that in a college town is so fucking tough compared to like being in like a normal oh, yeah. people city because all the kids working at those places do not give Don't a care. flying fuck. <laughs> yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero care. You're like, and you'll go back to them and be like, this is wrong. And yeah. they'll just kind of like fill it, like, fill it, like you said, fill it with cream and they hand it back to you. You're like, no, no. Um, I still remember we were my like one of my trips. No, I was still in school with Berkey and we went to uh, a burrito place or whatever. I forget what it's called. Poncheros where they mix the oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That was elite. So we went to Ponch and he goes, you eat here? I go, yeah, man, it's the best. He's like, this place is fucking disgusting. And then I started looking around and I started seeing all the grease like on the grill <laughs> and like on the wall. and It's just corroded and it's not clean. And I'm like shit he's right man nobody gives a shit around here <laughs> so um uh david pheasanton if you had to live with two pizza toppings for the rest of your life what would they be and on what type of pizza deep dish new york style thin crust you know would give me a give me a type two Jeez, all right. Uh, gotta go bacon can't go wrong with bacon that's I'm oh, a- this guy's good uh, I feel like I gotta say a veggie, or everyone will be saying I'm fat. So um, I'm gonna go mushrooms or onions. <laughs> don't, come on, come on. We're not. We don't cave here to social pressures. We are our own men. We're our own bullies. Don't don't let uh, the outside influence worry you or give you anxiety. Come on. Now. Gosh, all right, bacon, and then yeah, I'll go bacon and onions. That might be a, a crazy, but I like that mix. Love onions. Um. And then we'll go deep dish. Honestly, I just like a traditional pizza. You know, the deep dish is good, but I don't really live in a place where I can have like good deep dish. You know, you're, I don't know, but I'll just go regular traditional. Even if you get the cheesy crust, that's a little, little weird, but, uh, the cheese, if it's a late late night, yeah, it's a late night, you know, it's not too bad. Are we adding dip to the occasion? Oh, dip. Yeah. I guess. Give me, give me your dip. Go to sauce. Yeah, like uh, dipping sauce or just yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta go ranch. Gotta go ranch on your pizza, guys. Come on. Oh man, you you, you can. You're Let's sick. go, dude. I've never been happier oh. right now. You can be further from the Midwest, but man, it's starting to come out here. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Dunkin' Ranch, baby. Yeah. Um, David, uh, do you wash your feet or do you just let the water run down your body and rinse them? Oh damn! I take like three showers a day so i would hope i do wash my feet gotta keep it clean hold Pretty up sweaty dude hold, hold up you wish you could wash what your you feet th- no i know misspoke i know i wash my feet okay <laughs> yeah i wish i could touch my toes <laughs> say hold up here <laughs> at, at, no. six, at six foot six it might be a little tough might be a yeah, little harder for just, than the i guess sometimes air. you just just let the water run um, if you could have went pro in any extreme sport, so like snowboarding, skateboarding, mm. dirt bike, motocross, that's the same thing. Uh, fucking uh, monster ball. Yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> Try again, Pam. <laughs> what would uh, what would it be? 
extreme sport. Yeah. X game style. He on X mm. games mode. X game mode. You know, growing up we would always have the Red Bull and we would always have like the the really high I forget what it's called. It's like long jump for skiing. Okay. And when you see that, like I think everyone's kind of seen that on the Olympics, and they're like, "Oh, that's crazy!" Like they're jumping. But when you see it in person and you realize how high these people are going in the air, you're like, "Holy shit!" The balls on these guys. Like I would do that if I knew how, because you're legit flying in the air. And the progression of the sport, they're only going higher. They're only going farther. Yeah. So I would do that because, like hell just to like experience flying through the air and just on skis uh, do you guys know what i'm talking about the ones yeah. where they like like uh, eddie the eagle yeah that's what i'm yeah. thinking of <laughs> yeah <laughs> and not belfour <laughs> yeah i think i'm a little too i'm too heavy to do that now but if i was like a couple inches shorter and a couple lbs lighter i'd i'd do that i would definitely do that I was gonna say Fez at six foot six, man. <laughs> yeah. Through the air, holy! Right. It's like the 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 comedy scene when you're just busting through the uh, through a, like a shed, and it's just the outline of me. That's yeah. that's gonna be me. I was gonna say you become a lawn dart real quick. <laughs> oh man! Nice. Um, go to snack. Ooh. Um, at home chilling. What are we having? Been been really into fruit lately. Uh, That's got the mangoes. I know, I know, and I'm not trying hard to look good, but I really like fruit. Like a nice good mango. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Um, on the unhealthier side, the choc the the peanut butter uh, pretzels with a little little chocolate. Ooh, ooh, you nothing mean- better. Get get your salts. Get your get your protein. Kind of look at it but, uh, as a healthy thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you had garbage plate yet in Buffalo? No, you gotta you gotta fill me in on what that is. I'll give it a try. I'll give you a full rating. Um, I wouldn't just based on what I've seen. It's just a load of like it's like hot dish in Minnesota seems like okay. It's just potatoes with gravy, some sort of burger, and then more potatoes, and you fucking cover in cheese, and then you probably pour some, some ranch sort on of. there. Yeah, someone was on a lot of drugs when they made that. Yeah, that's okay. Garbage plate though, and uh, yeah, let me. Is there a description? I take Google it. Best gar. See, there's like 21 places to order a garbage plate in Western New York. What is? (laughs) Let me see if I can find a definition. Is that like? Is that like the actual term that they put on the menu? Garbage plate. plate? Yeah. Yeah. The Rochester garbage plate. Um, Garbage. What is a garbage plate of food? A garbage plate of food is a loaded dish of crispy home fries, hot sauce, macaroni salad, and cheeseburgers topped with raw onions, raw condiments, and slices of white bread. Sometimes you'll see it with hot dogs, a.k.a. red hots. I hate when people call them that. Or even white veal hot dogs, white hots. That's disgusting. Um, why this, is like yeah, yeah, this, this is a literal nightmare. This is literal garbage. Like shit yourself. Legend. But I have two yeah. bathrooms in my in my in my apartment. Jesus. <laughs> Legend has it that Nick Tahu invented the plate late one night when some college students came into the restaurant and requested a plate with, with all the garbage on it. So yeah, it's it's not good. It doesn't look good. I'm not gonna lie, but it's a it's a Western New York uh, delicacy. So and if you never hear from me again, it's most likely because I hate that. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> it ended him. <laughs> we would need a we need a follow up. We need a follow up video and or epi of the review of the garbage plate. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I, I need to know if you quote unquote survived and or were in the hospital for a certain amount of time. <laughs> yeah, getting my stomach pumped. I'm not really worried. Yeah, exactly, Connor. I'm not worried about like the taste and the review because it will be bad. But I want to see him get the meat sweats and just drip from yeah. his face and just like <laughs> <laughs> fighting to survive. Yeah, that's that's the video. That's the struggle we need to see. Um, oh my goodness. And uh, thoughts on the song "Sweet Home Alabama." First thing that <laughs> pops into your head. Uh, I've heard it a couple a couple times. Um. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. What did I say? It, it got a little repetitive at times when I was living down there. Absolutely. But uh, still a good song, I would say. Still a good song. What about the Kid Rock version? Better or worse than? All summer long. Yeah, that. I would say yeah. I would say yeah. It's good. I don't know. That's not my choice of song. When I'm in the car, I'm not going to be like, let's let's toss on some Sweet Hold Home Alabama. Has it been karaoke yet? By yourself. Um, Have you karaoke no. said song? No. Maybe you need to done. give it a try. I was going to say that's got to be done. Absolutely. Is that a hot topic song here? No, I was just curious because, uh, you know, the Huntsville the Huntsville deal. So, I you know what? That's that, not the course. first time I've been asked. Oh, yeah. But uh, at your first, you're like, oh, that's cool. It's like kind of a good song. And then you hear it. We had it in our like pregame. And they were like, oh, gosh, like, I just don't want to hear it anymore. Like, I've heard it so many times. But... Well, on, the, on like, the state sign when you drive into Alabama, it says Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting place. You wouldn't believe the, just uh, playing hockey there. It was super interesting. But, yeah, we could probably get into that eventually. <laughs> we will. Um, yeah, we'll touch on it. I mean, it's the big thing that I got to get to. Um, but I did want to ask about the come up and in uh, hockey, and I think this is a question I, I I should be asking more, and I'm failing too, just because I'm not good at this. But people are listening for whatever reason. But uh, what made you want to play goalie? Like, give me your youth hockey kind of start, because obviously your first run on, on here, you were playing at 14U with the Gamblers a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 14U AAA. But when did you start playing full-time and why goalie? Mm. Well, um, my dad played hockey. uh, So I'm the only family member on my uh, father's side to be born outside of Boston. So, like, obviously, yeah. So, obviously, hockey for them was kind of very normal. Um, Played it growing up. Gone to different, like, leagues. But never nothing like college or past that. Because uh, a lot of my family was in the military, but uh, just like liked hockey, uh, thought it was interesting. Like I tried basketball. Obviously, it was a big kid. Tried soccer. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely in the wheelhouse. Of possibility. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind it. I was pretty good. Like I was just like big and just like remotely athletic. So, but it just I don't know. It just wasn't my thing, to be honest. And then um, my dad signed me up for. He just asked me one day. I was eight years old. Like, you just want to try hockey? Like, what sports do you want to give a try? He, he wasn't really, like, pushing me on anything. He just kind of yeah. wanted me to be active and do something productive. Um, and I was all for it. I went to the Big Bear Ice Arena in Lowry, Colorado, which is a Air Force hangar. 
uh, used to be. It was, you can take a look. It is one of the oldest but coolest places to play. Not a lot of people know about it. And just kind of picked up hockey, did it for two weeks. That was horrible. I was literally one of the worst players on the ice. Uh, <laughs> learned, And then just kind of saw the goalies and just the gear, honestly. I was like, that looks that looks sick. Like, they just get to, like, stand there. They don't have to do anything. They just get to, like, sit in the net. and It's so nice. So I tried that out, and I was uh, pretty decent. And then I think, like, the C team wanted a, a full-time goalie or needed a goalie. So I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And I uh, loved it, honestly. Just, like, genuinely loved playing goalie. Like, just kind of came about it randomly, got into it, and uh, – yeah, ever since started playing it, but it was all over Colorado, and um, yeah, the gambler stint was a little interesting because I don't know. Everyone knows the Thunderbirds in Colorado yeah. started there, but uh, like anything, everyone gets cut from a organization has to figure it out. So that was the one <laughs> uh, I was infamously cut from. But hey, like I said, everyone needs it, and uh, I look back at that now and I laugh. So. Um, yeah, so the, Fez, let me, sorry, F, let me get this straight. You started playing goalie cause you were like, yo, these guys are bums, but they look sick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, get me on the program. You're telling me I don't have to move across the ice. Okay. Yeah. Easy. I just Sign stand there. I yeah, flop that, around. that way you can't get exposed in your skating. <laughs> I thought it was a no brainer. Come to realize though. You get hit and uh, hit the knees and the face, but at that age, that doesn't matter. You got You figure that out a little later. Uh, if you guys go to Fez's Instagram, he's got an incredible picture at the bottom in his DR stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's Unbelievable. The one. Um, you know what, too? And the best part is, I always forget about this. Fez is one of those gnawlers, just like Moyes, who had to use Vaughn Sticks. Oh, yeah. Nasty. The foam cores. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I still have it. I still have yeah. two of them. And this is back in the day when we signed that deal, and I was just sending out whatever pro returns I could find because we ran out of stock. <laughs> all different, all different sizes. Like, all okay. different sizes and the similar <laughs> curves. But the main thing was they were white and blue, so they like look sick with the northeasters. Oh yeah, I love them. That's an underrated. Mine stick, on the other know? hand, mine on the other hand did not look very good. <laughs> they were durable. They were real durable. We're going to take a real quick break from the show to talk about one of our presenting uh, sponsors here, and that is Easy Crease. Take your goaltending development to the next level by giving your goalies a crease every drill, as they should have. I'm sure you remember when you were a kid, you're doing half ice stuff and you have no idea where you're at. You're lost, no man's land, wrong turn at Albuquerque, you know, stuff like that. Easy Crease quickly and easily gives goalies a crease anywhere on the ice. It works great for small area games goalie clinics, or just anytime your goalie doesn't have a crease. Be sure to order now at www.easycrease.com, spelled exactly how it sounds, or check them out on Amazon. Back to the show. Um, No, Moiser's, uh, Moiser definitely got the shit under the stick. He just got, <laughs> he just got whatever color you, you could find. I had laners like blue and gold. Uh, blue and gold buffalo ones. I look like I was going to fucking <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fez, I still remember. I don't know how. Maybe you just 
got drafted or you signed a tender or something because i i think mm-hmm. we did i did your v7s right that's how you got into stuff yeah the first all black v7s yeah that was yeah, the that first was like legit mm-hmm. and uh yeah i guess i was 17 uh 17 turning 18 when i first kind of started talking to you about getting a good setup going um that was like when i went to northeast that was like the first year in northeast yeah yeah and i was actually at the magicians i think before yeah. and that's why i went black and then uh switched over but i, I repped it i always repped it you dude you were you had like decent numbers with your two fucking gps with minnesota that's not bad um but anyways you played for a legend there. Um, God, what is his name? Co- Co- Brian Erickson, right? Yes, Brian. Oh, what yeah. was it like playing for Brian in Northeast? I probably, you know, I was one of the, I wasn't like the first day goalie there. I got traded like right after the showcase. Uh, yeah. And that was the year they were, they didn't win a game. So <laughs> we didn't win a game till <laughs> after December, but probably the most fun year of hockey i've ever had in my life to be honest really yeah absolutely chaos chaos but the people and i played with the the people i met was just unbelievable like brian was such a unique character um and a unique coach i never had so it was like we we definitely butted heads but it was like the perfect way to butt heads with a coach because you kind of get closer with him as he kind of like gets you out of gets you out of your shell a little bit yeah, and then just the chaos, just the chaos of being on a team that doesn't doesn't win. And uh, sorry, I got a dog here. Uh, we were, I was just like, fuck it, like I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna see fifty pucks, and I'm just gonna love it. I'm just gonna, and then we might not win a single game, but that just like letting go of the idea of needing to win and just like stepping in the net and just doing your thing was awesome. And like I said, like some of the players I played with were really good. Like that first year team, we sucked. But it's, <laughs> we had a good um, Bielik, um was our captain. He he's in Win- the Winnipeg organization. We had Providence commits, Brown commits, like all these guys committed. But when we first got together on the ice, we were just atrocious. Dude. Oh. But <laughs> awful. And just it was just like a first year team and. I wouldn't say Brian wasn't like prepared. He just like didn't know what exactly that meant to like kind of organize a null team. But when he got it going, yeah, we got like two wins or something, four. And we celebrated hard for every single win that we got. Because <laughs> you, you just never knew when the next one was going to come, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Um, but yeah, no, Brian's, uh, Brian's one of those guys, like when you meet him, uh, he's he screams out East, like definition of like being a Providence or Boston guy and like the accent oh, and yeah. everything. And obviously with you having family back there, you know what those people are like, where it's very like, this is how they, they don't bullshit. You know, you don't get the no Midwestern nice of like, oh, you know, like Fez, you know, you gave up eight, but hey, it was a good game. You weren't bad. Like the Fez, you fucking suck, you know. Yep. <laughs> they, they let <laughs> you, you know suck, right away. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no sugar coat in it. But no. that's that's the best. You'd rather have it that way, honestly. Because oh, you're like, all sure. right, that's a, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and then you, you get kind of the mind games. Mm-mm. No mind games with Brian. Brian tells you how it is. <laughs> um 
what uh what's one of your most null stories like bus breakdowns shitty food oh. um getting left behind i got a lot of good ones especially with northeast so we'll kind of go we'll get through we we definitely had the infamous bus breakdown uh Always. and then during those times it was uh it was a nor big nor'eastern if anybody's from that area there was two huge storms like feet of snow and um we obviously like the whole news network's like don't drive like don't don't, don't go, go anywhere out. stay home and we were i think going to wilkesbury scranton r.i.p um <laughs> the long lost wilkesbury scranton <laughs> but uh <laughs> okay we're, yeah <laughs> going out there and we're like there's no way this boss leaves and we get there brian's like we're going like i don't give a shit we're going like we're i got this bus we're going we go bus breaks down in the middle of it snow is just piling up we spend the night on the bus i don't know if i could even be saying this but <laughs> spend the night on the bus sleep and we wake up i think we did like gosh i don't want to like really say a number because but it was a long time it was like a full day and then a whole, another whole day of just getting us out of the snow and getting us out of like and it was just like the craziest story i I, have, I never have felt so um bored and just like so stranded in my life and then another good story is brian erickson um we're on the practice and i i forget what we're arguing about because I, I always always go at it with brian i was slam i was the kind of kid that slammed <laughs> my stick kind of like was did a little temper tantrum kind of got gotten over it kind of um sticks are free now so <laughs> <laughs> but it was like speaking or saying something and brian's like get the fuck off the ice and i was like fuck you this is my net we're just like <laughs> screaming at each other in the middle of the net like ice like we came together we're just yelling at each other i get off i go to the locker room i call my goalie coach I'm like what the fuck do i do like brian just like He's like, all right, listen, Fez, you're going to go out there and you're going to say, fuck you. And you're just going to go out there and stop every puck. I go out there and just like battle my ass off. And then Brian's like, good job. Like not like nothing happened. Like we were perfectly fine. Like we just had this huge blow up. Like I've never screamed at my coach in, in my life like this. And all of a sudden he's like, cool. Like, good job. That was great. And just like never talked about it. Like it was like it was nothing. But yeah, just like a lot of you know the null man. Buses, buses never are the most reliable way of getting around. But that's probably the best two I got. I can that I can tell on here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you? Uh, <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't there one year like the last? I don't know if it was mate when you were on the team or not. But wasn't there one year where like the last game of the season a kid was like smoking a cigarette in the penalty box or something stupid no. like that? Come no, on. I don't. Was, I don't recall. I don't know. I, I I can't. Did not like. I don't really remember that. But uh, if that's going around, that's funny as hell. If that's like a real story, I'm a, I'm also know. like out of it. So sometimes I don't catch everything. I'll have to look it up, bring it up later. But I I think something to that effect. That's pretty um, null, if you ask me. Yeah, like, that's right. yeah it is. Yeah, no, season I, over. <laughs> a nice dart <laughs> in the right before. It screams acha. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's funny with you and uh, Erickson, man. Like, great dude, but unbelievable I, coach. I, I love, love him now. Yeah. 
love but, it. Uh, love Erickson. Yeah. It sounds like a you and uh, like they. I just saw that uh, interview with Revo on Chicklets again, and he he was he always tells his stories about him and fucking Hitchcock just going back and forth at it. Revo, and he would just scream at him. And uh, yeah, it sounds like you and uh, you and uh, Bri had one of those moments. But hey, it's just the it's just the East Coast in them. You know what I mean? Tells yeah. you how it is. <laughs> yeah, and like you need that. Like it sounds so dumb, but like everyone's a little childish when they go to juniors, or you know, like everyone needs to like grow up a little bit. And I, I think that's the best way is like just like learning to like kind of handle yourself in that situation, and then. Like, also, like, not repeating it. Like, obviously, you're not going to go and scream at your coach every week. But after that, like, you know, you're, like, you respect him. And, like, he's going to push you and make you feel emotionally vulnerable. But, hell, like, if you can figure that out, like, it's only going to help you. Yeah. So, yeah. it's just well, those hard coaches. The other part, too, though, like, whoa, uh, sorry. Um, The other part, too, that's hard, though, like, coming up through hockey and playing AAA and stuff, typically guys that are making it this far, always think that like you know you're the man right you're the best you're probably the you yeah. know, one of the top goalies coming out of xyz city and then you get to a place and we always talk about if that pool of talent shrinks so you know there's you there's the other kid on northeast and then there's the kid on na3 who's fucking trying to knock on the door uh with the the other generals team that's trying to get into that team so like you have to kind of find a way to like humble your humble yourself and not be uh you know you got to mature a little bit, right? And grow up and realize what's Absolutely. going on. But it's yeah, hard. There's it's always hard an, at that age. Yeah. And every, you always see it now. Everyone talks about like checking your ego, but not a lot of people know what that means until they kind of like go through that yeah. themselves. You know, they're like, oh, because I think everyone has an ego in a different way. Like it's impossible just to be completely like, you know, careless. But yeah, yeah like you can't, you hold on to certain things and or you, you have pride in certain areas. But once you have some guy that's like a little more, wiser than you kind of knock that down it's good like you just need it because then you end up being a better person and a better player you Mm -hmm. think you're the best and you shit don't stink unless you're really fucking good but usually that's not the case you got to be a little humble yeah the the hard line though that we talk about that you got to draw though is like having you have to have enough confidence for everyone to believe in you especially being a goalie right your coach and everything so like you can't be overly nice you can't be too nice of a guy because then you know that's not necessarily the way we want to go either so it's weird how that dynamic works for us as uh athletes and goalies but yeah um fez i really wanted to ask because man you fucking went through it at the next step alabama huntsville (laughs) like yeah the so it was one consecutive year. That was a normal season for you. But then when you go to like, was that, did that happen with COVID too? Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. It was all around the same time. What Probably. a fucking disaster that had to have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like one of the craziest parts of my life to be honest, or hockey career wise. I was well, just. Cause when we were talking, like, I think. I don't know. That was before I came down. I came down and I saw other kids at Huntsville. But when you were there, we were trying to get stuff going. And then it all kind of fell through. And you and I were talking a lot, trying to figure out what's going to happen next, right? Yep. Yeah. And then the team... You know, have you really been through it all? You've been through my entire <laughs> – walked through my entire career with me, honestly. But, uh, yeah, I could kind of walk you through that. It's kind of an interesting story because – Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, just, just that team in general, you know, like – 
even when I was recruited there, I was like, what the heck is this? Like, where am I going? What is going on? Like, and then, you you know, like you really take a look at it. You're like, what am I going to do with this? Um, and like, what I really liked was actually the coach was Mike Corbett. Uh, he's at um, Quimpiac now, but yeah. what, what just a great coach. So like, obviously, whenever you're looking at a team, you're like, all right, if I like the coach, at least I can make this place work. Um, you can look him up. He's he's a great guy. One of the nicest. If anybody knows him, they're probably shaking their head like, yeah, he's he's a, he's a legend. But Corby was yeah, a was recruit. Guy. Yeah, yeah, went to DU, and that was kind of also. But he just like couldn't you know you connect with someone just over yep. things you relate to. But yeah, I went and toured there. I was I, I was looking at some schools, like some hockey schools. I won't say which ones and didn't work out like was going to go in, but grades and school and whatnot kind of just didn't line up. It was pretty ups- upset. Cause like always dreamed of the hockey East, just family from, uh, from Massachusetts. Uh, but I just found Huntsville and I was like, I could, I could play here. I can do my thing, like get a degree and just kind of like play in a different area. I'm all about the experiences, but I go there, had a good first year, just like freshman year, you know, getting used to college. And then, uh, yeah, like you go through your second, well, the end of the first year, you get sent home for COVID. And you're like, oh, Jesus, like, what's life going to look like now? Like everyone at that time, it's said a million times, so you th- like sports aren't going to be the same. Yep. Then we come back, go to school and it's all online and you get the COVID tests and you're like isolated and you're trying to get in as many games. And I was starting that year, so I was, and I was feeling pretty good. Um, and then we get rumors that the team's going to be shut down and, uh, I might have the timeline mixed up, but we like fundraised money to kind of have a year made like 14 mil or something like that. It was some crazy amount. And we were after the COVID season, which had been my sophomore year, uh, we're doing our spring workouts, which everyone knows was just like you're getting bagged and you're just kind of like hanging out with the boys. Just and at Huntsville, you're enjoying the weather. Like the, that's the one thing you're always enjoying the weather. But like, yeah, like all right, come in for a meeting. Like, and all of a sudden, our coach was just like crying. Like, what the hell's going on? And they're like, yeah, the program's being shut down. Um, like this, it's all done. So you're like, you go through COVID battling that season getting games canceled like we went up to fair state um went on this long road trip fair state just canned like the the game there's like because someone got covid so we went all the way up to the middle of michigan just to not play and then yeah then they just canned the program out of nowhere and it was like super heartfelt because obviously the guys that were there believed in making this team work but the, i didn't feel like the athletic uh division or whoever you could blame it. I don't want to blame anyone directly. Didn't have that same belief, but it was super unfortunate. Cause like, I wanted to make that team work. I wanted to like be on a team that kind of, you know, like the generals, like want to establish a program. I always liked that. I always liked being a part of that, but yeah, they just kind of threw it in our face and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And then had a decent enough year. And then UNH picked me up and uh, finished my last two years there. But Oh yeah, it's still hard. It is still honestly hurts because I really, I really wanted to make that place work, but it is what it is. And you can ask any questions about. It. I probably missed some stuff, but that's the gist. 
Well, I think you bring up a really good point because to go into a spot and then like, I mean, I don't know what the right phrasing of this is, but, you know, kind of like turn that program around or put it on the map right now. Like to be able exactly. to yeah. have that opportunity is always exciting. And then obviously we always want to be the fucking guy, right? Like, you know, you know, that's what we're, we're all dream of is, yeah, you want to yeah. be the fucking guy that like go down and like, yeah, remember when fucking David Fezzen was at UH and now it's X, Y, Z, they're this good. Um, but it's definitely, uh, it's, it, it, the way everything shook down was unfortunate, but you, you watch what happened there and then you watch what happened at Bobby Moe or Robert Morris. And it's just hockey seems it, it's a very expensive program to run. Yeah. Obviously we all know like hockey's not cheap. And, uh, obviously if your AD isn't on board with that or your, you know, the whole athletics department doesn't see it or support it, it's going to be fucking tough. Um, mm-hmm. but the one thing I want to touch on was like Mike Corbett, your head coach and Gavin Morgan, two fucking unreal guys. Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> Gavin Morgan's hilarious, man. Did, <laughs> uh, did you get along with him pretty good? Yeah. I really liked the coaching staff. Like I mentioned at the beginning, like that was a big part of it. Yeah. They really liked me. They saw like a lot of potential in me. So like that, those belief systems were there. Um, obviously Corbs is just an, an interesting guy and Morgs is like an interesting guy. So like you want to be around that. I like those coaches that are a little, a little quirky, a little different because it just keeps things interesting, you know? Like, and then you have something to like kind of laugh about with the guys are like, did you hear what they said? They're like, yeah. holy cow. Um, what's funny about Corbs is he even after Huntsville, he went to Robert Morris after that. And then they can that program. Yeah. So gosh, God bless his heart. He's, he's dealt with the same thing twice. But then uh, obviously last year kind of made up for it for him. So, yeah, Gavin. Uh, I mean, on average, probably put up a minimum a hundred pims per season when he was playing pro. <laughs> he was a fucking yeah. animal. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask: uh, what was it like being in the South? Because obviously, like the hockey stuff's the hockey stuff, but yeah. culture shock going from Colorado, being out east, obviously, and then you mm-hmm. go down to the South. Like, uh, I know it's a little different, but it's it's still Alabama. I got a buddy who played at club hockey at Alabama and mm-hmm. he said like when they're going to football games, everyone's wearing, you know, khakis and polos. Like you yeah, dress nice. Okay. You know? <laughs> Bam is a oh, little yeah. different than Huntsville, obviously size wise, but uh, what was it like, like culture shock going into the South? Honestly, big culture shock. It's definitely, it's different when it comes to just like the, the way the state is, it's like warmer and uh, we're, we're kind of on the top part of Bama, which was yeah. closer than Nashville which isn't too bad, which is, makes it a little more, um, it's like, it's honestly basically Tennessee. It's like basically on that border, but yeah, we made it to a couple games. Uh, the one I really remember was Auburn going to Auburn game and checking that out. And it's so funny. Cause you're like, at the time I was single and you're like, Oh yeah. Like I play hockey. They're like, Oh, you play hockey. Like where do you play hockey? <laughs> yeah. You're a fucking mutant there. <laughs> Just yeah, bottom of the too. barrel. Yeah, I'm just sticking out. They're like, what the heck? And uh, it's so funny because you mentioned just how they dress. It is a There is a Southern way of dressing for girls, for guys. Uh, when Whenever someone goes down to like Nashville, you notice it. There's like, it's not Lulu, um, like ABC pants and a, and a tight shirt. Like you're, you're dressing in a, like an Auburn tee and khakis and yeah, yeah, like high socks on, and if you don't wear that, you look like a weirdo, and people really don't talk to you. So, like, you might be in in the, the East Coast, and you're like, I look sharp, like <laughs> this is good, this is a good fit. And then you like step in a what was it like Sky Bar in Auburn, and you're like, 
I look like a weirdo. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it just stand out. Um, and you can just tell. It's like hockey players. Just, you know, we all dress the same. But, yeah, immediately went and bought a, a polo <laughs> the next night. Just kind of fit in. But it, I liked it, you know. It's a, it's, it's di- I like di- uh, different experiences. Like, I don't want to live in the same place my whole life. You know, I don't ever see myself doing that. And the, the people, there is a southern charm. Like, the people are really nice down there. Uh, obviously there is some stuff that's like a little odd and some people are just like not the nicest, but from, from the most part, whoever I dealt with really polite, love the accent, you know, it's like, it's always funny just hearing people with Southern accents, but the teacher is just everything. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I really, I can't be really critical on it. Like as a place, it wasn't really a bad place to live. Like it, it was just enjoyable. Um, I didn't ever get down to the coast. I wish I did that. Like, that's where like the real crazy stuff happens um, and, you know, spring break there, but never really got that chance, but football game, gosh, they love their football there. The tailgating there, another level. It's like miles of tailgating. And you think tailgating for like a football game is just this little area, but no, it's like the entire city around it. So pretty fun time. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That, uh, Huntsville is an interesting place just cause I had been down one time. Uh, went and saw, I think that's back when Sinky was there. I'm trying to think of who else. Yep, Sinclair. Yep. And it was right before you had gotten in. And uh, the that was my quick experience with it. I was in and out, out, just like everywhere me and Connor go. You go into the rink, you go out of the rink, and you're at the fucking airport, and you're going again. Yep. Um, buzzing, yeah. But the one thing I heard from Little Sass uh, did a show. He did a stand-up comedy show in Alabama, Huntsville, and I thought this is funny. <laughs> He's like, it's very... <laughs> Like the way people are in the South, they'll all tell you that they're not racist, but all the rules <laughs> and things that they do around there, when you're not from the South and you come from the yeah. North, you're like, no, these are, this is all hinting at very racist, <laughs> racist boundaries. Yeah. Here. You're like, you're like, this is a little borderline here. Yeah. you're like, yeah. It's just like, uh, are you sure? That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? And, but they're completely adamant on it. And that's what I guess Sass was trying to pitch some like, kind of like you know jokes in there that teeter on that and they they take they but they take it very personal where they're like we're not we're not fucking racist like they have no no patience for that which is i think incredible but uh yeah the south's a different beast so another funny thing is uh you can drive in the back of a car or like in back of a truck and not be arrested i don't know you're just chilling yeah no problem i don't know wherever you guys are uh born and raised but that is so illegal uh, you can't just be in the back of the truck and be like driving full speed down the highway. Yeah, never mind <laughs> illegal. That is the most unsafe Dangerous. way of travel <laughs> of all time. Yeah, it's like a completely okay there. Seatbelts optional, I guess too. Yeah. Did you ever go to a? I'm joking. Did you ever go to a Havoc game? I did. Yeah, watch that. Havoc are good. You know, like they're solid in that in that division and. Gosh, I think they were the champions the year before when I got Shout there. Max Milosic, baby. Dude, they fucking <laughs> pack that place, too. Yeah, yeah. The fucking people electric. Love, I, I think they like the Havoc more than, you know, our squad, to be honest. But <laughs> they were – and the fighting there was just – just it was just – oh, it was honestly fun to watch because guys are just killing each other. And you're like, holy cow. Yeah, like, for two hundred fifty dollars a week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking ripping each other's face, killing each other for two fifty. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. Man. Um, well, Fez, I mean, after that, obviously things got sorted out. 
So oh, hang, yeah. hang on. I guess you're a perfect person to ask about this. So when you yeah. left for Huntsville, or sorry, you left Huntsville going to New Hampshire, that didn't count against your transfers, though, because you lost your program. Nope. Yep. So when I, I think it's like a rule in the NCAA. If your program gets canceled, you get a free transfer rule. Uh, but if you do transfer, you forfeit, forfeit your scholarship. So like, like anything you like, you go into the portal, your scholarship's gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that gave me that it didn't, I didn't use my one-time transfer and that's, uh, kind of how I ended up in Buffalo kind of gave me the, the trip here. Yeah. So that, that ended up kind of, you know, and it, I don't know if working out yeah. perfectly, but it, this all worked yeah. out and panned out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I was trying to see. I wanted to see if UAH what they have right now on uh for their hockey page in the last game. Well, the top of the last events was on uh March 21st. You guys were playing against Lake State postseason mm-hmm. playoffs. Fuck, oh, that's yeah. crazy. Um up in no, Lake Superior too. Hell yeah, nothing little, better than the Sioux, baby. Um Yeah, frozen tundra. Six spot. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Settle down, London. Spot. Settle down, creatures of London. <laughs> hey, look, nothing's worse than London, Ontario. <laughs> um, got the creatures crawling at the cage right now. They're knocking out the back door. Yeah. What do you guys got going on in hey, here? Oh, you can't see. They're coming. Hey, they're coming through the roof. <laughs> um, but Fez, uh, going to Canisius now. Obviously, you know you had yep. games at New Hampshire, but. You're going to Lake Hom. Pretty cool city. Like, hopefully, before you guys kick off, you might be able to catch a Bills game, although it looks so hot yeah. there, right? When she goes. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, like, the culture there in Buffalo, it's it's a very, very tough city just because, like, I'd call them blue-collar just as much as the Midwest because you're dealing with the snow. The way the town or the city's built, it's uh, it's a, it, there's a lot of grit there. Um, oh, yeah. But, but I think in terms of, like, culture and shit to do and, like, ways to have fun like it's a pretty cool thing and then too you know Farza was there and i've been actually been talking to him too we want to get him on here but you know with them winning atlantic last year like canisius is in a pretty good spot and i, yeah, I like yeah, i absolutely. like coach large like it's a really really good place to go be and uh i think the setup sweet so are you pretty pumped this year how are we feeling yeah i'm honestly really excited you know i obviously this uh opportunity kind of came out of uh nowhere uh, and I had an opportunity to go. Uh, there's a there's a long story to it all, and probably people don't even realize I'm here, honestly, with how social media works. But uh, yeah, obviously, it was going to look to go to Hockey East. I won't say the team, but kind of just didn't work out. After that, I was like, damn. Like when I went into the portal, you forfeit your scholarship, so you kind of like, well, what do I do now? Uh, yeah. So I was going to go play pro. This is going to start that journey, but oh, Biggie, really? So that large. was an option. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I was really considering it, and uh, but I just kind of wanted to wait. I was kind of distraught from uh, not allowing it, not not having the develop of hockey. East, but short story is Biggie sold me. Like he's like, hey, like this is a good spot. Like underrated. We can uh, we just won. Like we have a good system here, and you can really like do some damage here if you come and just play your ass off. And like, I mean, all I need is an opportunity. Like, and that's attractive to me. Like, I don't need the flashy stuff. Like I just want to go play, play puck, you know, like just want to get in the net and, and do what I can do. 
So just kind of worked out. And I think we have a good team. Like we, I think we have the oldest team in college hockey this year. So really cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers to that. And um, so like, I think I'm hoping that age kind of helps us in our, our, uh, our play, but we'll see, you know, but I have a lot of belief in just the coaching staff here and then in the boys. And like you said, it's a dynamic city with a lot of different things to do. So yeah, I like it. I think uh, we're going to do good this year. I like it. I, uh, I mean, looking at this, you guys got a lot of fucking vets from the Nall too. <laughs> yeah. So you want to talk about yeah. making, making something out of nothing, <laughs> yeah. baby. This roster's got a lot of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Straight grit. Um, In age. Yeah, there's 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 good age here. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm the oldest hockey player in college right now, but I'm definitely at the top. I know you you're probably good enough to figure that out who it is. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, no, I'm excited for for how Kanisha shakes shakes down and everything like that. But I did want to get into oh, yeah. something I think that's interesting is uh, and again, this is something that if you don't, you know. I think you you're at a point where you figured it out. Obviously, everyone's on board with you, and you have your full support, or your not your support, but your full system of how you deal with it. But it's not a. Uh, I guess a lot of people knew about it because everyone would talk to me about it. But you deal with a lot of sweat loss when you play, and obviously, mm-hmm. everywhere you've gone, I think since we got it figured out at UNH, like the way we set up your gear, everything that you mm-hmm. have, two chests, yeah, the gloves pads everything we've beefed everything out so that way it's basically like in terms of leg pad as stiff as possible not like uh who is that we made that pad for connor was that heranic the stiffest pad we made yeah. rubik yeah. or rubik it's not like rubik stiff but we make sure that everything that goes out the door for fez is beefed up and stiff do you want to talk about what you've kind of gone through and how you figured it out because we've also been dealing with somebody else um yeah that i put you in touch with that i Absolutely, think yeah I don't know where you guys are at with that, but hopefully he was able to help get some tips from you. Yeah. And I definitely, I reached out to him and kind of gave him good, like four paragraphs of information. So I'll be, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably have to check in with him and see. He's a Colorado boy. So I always love helping them out, but, um, Oh, really? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. made that connection. Yeah. Cause he's with, uh, he, I know he skates with Zabs in the summer. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I guess like everyone sees on uh, like uh, Bobrovsky like losing twenty pounds, and like you see goalies like lo- losing that weight, and that's basically like hyperhidrosis is like the condition. And then when goalies lose that significant amount of weight and start cramping up and having extreme heat illness and cramps, that's rhabdomyolysis. And uh, basically, like I almost died on the ice like twice. Just basically like heat ex- exhaustion, completely um, like deplenished of all electrolytes and water. And I uh, was hospitalized twice for it. And I had no clue. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like I was getting full body cramps. Uh, every bot- like for me, I'm a little uh, unique of a situation. Like others uh, just lose weight or cramp up. But my full body cramps to the neck to all the way to, to my toes. But Basically, just went and did um, a testing. Eventually, got to UNH. Went to the Corey Springer Institute. I don't know if you guys know that football player from Minnesota Vikings that died on the field from heat uh, heat stroke. Uh, some people know who that is, but basically, it was the first athlete to kind of die from it. And they made that institute. And I did a sweat test. It's pretty unique. So you go in there for an hour and a half in a hundred and ten degree 
uh, little cellar and you yeah. bike until you, and they deplete you of every fluid you got. And you're just sitting in this tub and they just take all your fluids, all your sweat. And they kind of, they put a little thermometer up your butt, make sure you're not overeating. And, um, yeah, they just kind of see, they give you your sweat numbers and mine was crazy. I sweat like 4.2 liters an hour and, um, sodium at 4,500 milligrams of salt an hour. So it's just, yeah, it's a pretty aggressive case for me because I'm also just a large human. So I'm just going to sweat a lot. Um, but yeah, like how to figure that out, how to really study kind of what my condition was, study hydration, um, you know, like really struggled with it. Honestly, didn't think I was going to play hockey at one point. I was like, this is just too much pain. It's, uh, cause you get a lot of different symptoms that are just miserable and, uh, but figured it out, you know, never quit, never, never did and figured out how to hydrate myself, figured out how to like do a system of regimented things and i always want to say this and maybe this will get out there but if there's any goalies that struggle with this like i'm the guy to talk to to be honest like i'm I'm not gonna i don't want to charge i just want to help people because i know how aggressive cramps are and being a goalie is and yeah and ev ev like you uh you mentioned i have to do like a new pair of gloves a period or the gloves are drenched and um yeah, new, I just got two pairs of pants, so I switched those out, two pairs of uh, chesties, and, yeah, I just kind of go in between. But uh, it's a unique condition, but I don't think anyone should quit over it. I think it's all manageable. Uh, yeah, it's just you got to learn your salts and you learn your sweating, but it is what it is, you know. Life gives you different challenges. You just got to figure them out. Mine just have to be sweating. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. What I mean, there were points – I guess I got a lot of questions now. I didn't. Re- where were you at when you were when you almost like had heat stroke and was were you? I was in Bama. Oh, I really? was in Bama. So the there was one time, the first time um, that it happened. It was right after Christmas break. Uh, we had a practice and it's humid. It's it, obviously Bama, humid as hell. We're in this practice rink. We're not even at the uh, at the Von oh, the Von Braun. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that place. But, um, yeah, I just started getting really bad cramps in my quads and I couldn't stand. So I was like, I can't move. Like you got to get me off the ice and then kind of went into, um, a kind of like a shock and passed out because the muscles in my neck were getting so tight that it cut off my blood circulation. And then I was just white as a ghost. And what, the science about is like my CK levels, which is the muscles breaking down. It's the proteins breaking down into your bloodstream was through the roof. So like I could have, I could have had organ failure. I could have had basically did. I had kidney damage uh, from that instance. So basically my like insides would have just shut down, but uh called the hospital. Mike Corbett was like, get this, get this kid out of here. Got the ambulance out of there. A couple IVs. I think I did like three saline bags and, another two weeks off and yeah it was kind of uh and i still didn't even know after that and then the second case happened the year after because after a game i think i I really been looking for this film so if anyone can find this film we were playing northern michigan and we were winning and i remember it because we were wearing the wrong jersey we forgot our jerseys and we had to wear the uh a triple a team local in michigan I don't know if no. anyone knows that. <gasps> yeah, I'd have to say. Was it that. Fox Motors? I think I yes. remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Yep. Connor, were you and there I, at this time? What year? I don't remember this. I don't think I was there during this time. Yeah, but we were beating you guys, and at the end, full full body cramped, had to be carried off the ice. Won the game though, so it was worth it to me at least. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hospitalized, same thing, CK levels, but. Yeah, it was after that, and then I went to UNH. It's so funny because after that, I went to UNH. Not really. I saw some doctors, and they said I had some deficiencies. They're like, ah, just like take magnesium. They're like, you know, drink water. And you're like, but there's there's so much more to the to the routine that I you have to really understand, and like how long it takes for your body to like even hydrate itself or different parts of your body, and the science and all that I can get into nerd out later, but. Um, yeah, they're like, you can't play. And that was that. Like, we're figuring this out. You're, you just can't, like, sign your life away and just get IVs because in Huntsville, to keep me going towards the end, like you mentioned, the Lake State battle, I was taking an IV before every and after every game because I was just yeah. so dehydrated. Well, yeah, because I remember guys would talk about it. Like, I'd hear, uh, you know, like, oh, what do you know about the Pheasanton guy? Like, we hear somebody saw like you're taking IVs like between periods and shit to help get, you know, hydration back in. Um, but now today, what are you doing differently? Like, is it, are you having drinks like, uh, I liquid IVs, bio steel, whatever. Are you mm-hmm. eating differently? Like how, cause oh, yeah. you've said now everything's a lot easier. You have a program, mm-hmm. you have like, you know, your routine figured out outside of having to fucking play and stop the puck, your routine to like, keep your body running and well-maintained has completely changed. Absolutely. And um, definitely like, if anything, just being in shape, like not being overweight helps. Cause like insulation, you gotta think like you have a little more on the, the body, like, like, I, like anybody, like I like food. So I had to learn to dial it back and um, kind of just like be a little lighter. But uh, what really helped was just understanding hydration and like what, what I needed, like what I was deprived of. Because in the end, like, everyone's dehydrated. Like, probably every single one of us right now is dehydrated, just kind of with how we are. And so I really learned to just, like, intake sodium, but, like, knowing which kind of sodium. So, like, obviously you have your your table salt, your iodized table salt, and that's horrible. Like, you think everyone's like, don't eat salt. Iodized table salt. The worst thing you could probably have actually dehydrates you. But then you learn about, like, pink Himalayan and sea salt. And like how it's actually a mineral and like you need to get that as more of like a supplement. Um, and then honestly, like going to the Corey Springer Institute and whoever has this condition and I recommended it uh, to, I think you know, it was like Ryan was your name, isn't it? Um, yeah. One from Colorado. Yeah. He, I was like, get a sweat test, like find out how much you're sweating, what's in your sweat. Cause I could be sweat a salty sweater and you could be sweating out potassium. Like it's, you just really got to figure it out. So unfortunately like that, that science isn't easily accessible right now. And I hope to pursue that after my hockey career as something I do to like, yeah, absolutely. Um, Is making that just kind of an easier thing for people to figure out because I think there's just like a drastic uh, part of the market. That's just like not helping people. Uh, so you can just say hydrate, but like no one really knows how much they need to. But anyways, like just wake up and uh, do 64 ounces of water, kind of get some sunlight, you know. Uh, then I do one of these packets. It's not a plug, but 
I think everyone's seen these. It's a, it's a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 um, potassium, 60 magnesium, do one or two of those mm-hmm. in the morning. And I just kind of have a routine. So like, you got to think you're, you're per hour, just like how much you got to get in per hour. And uh, I've just like, I, it's like automatic for me, how much I need to get in uh, like supplements wise. I'm taking a buttload of supplements, but like, just like vitamins, like electrolytes, amino acids. And I'm just on a routine every day. I do the same thing by the hour. Uh, I know what time of the day, how much I need to add. Um, I know how much like I need and weighing myself. Cause like we've mentioned and I've chattered on quite a bit here is weighing yourself. I think uh, when we first did my first sweat test, I lost 30 pounds. Holy it shit. Was, yeah. So I was like, just like learning to kind of combat that. Like it's actually not that hard to combat that way. Like I can drink 16 pounds of uh, fluids just during mm-hmm. practice. So it's just knowing, you know, obviously I'm an extreme case. I hope to God no one has to do what I've uh, kind of endured, but I, I hope someone can learn to like, manage their problem through mine and uh like i said if anyone needs help like eventually that will probably be something i do as a career is helping people with this issue so well that's awesome man that's uh, it's very cool to hear uh i'm you know excited that obviously things have been sorted out so moving forward you know not even moving forward but i guess since huntsville like you're still playing hockey right because there was that yeah, slight chance yeah. that you could hang this up and just what you were dealing with is a pain in the ass. Cause I think back at Huntsville, you were telling me like you were possibly still growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. So you were yeah. dealing with that. So like, I, it's just a fucking hurdle after hurdle for you, but uh, it was, <laughs> it's never been easy for me. I've, but why would it be? Yep. Never quit. Yeah, never that wouldn't be entertaining. Yeah. That wouldn't be entertaining. Wouldn't, wouldn't make a story. Nope. Um, But no, yeah. Everett, like Everett fun fact. Yeah. And I can thank you for this one. I was there during the Fox Motors game. How do you not remember this? This is I, The reason why I don't remember is because that year for me was horrific, as oh, okay. you do remember. So I was probably <laughs> watching in the stands being extremely miserable. And be like, what, oh, what team yeah, are we playing? Right? Yeah, like... You yes. actually, though, the White... Why are we playing a U18 AAA team? Yeah. How can I... Are you on a phone, Fez? Yes. I don't know if I can airdrop or if I can share screen, but we're gonna try. It it the the all white looks kind of crispy though. <laughs> I think I think I know what picture you're gonna pull up, and I want that picture because yeah. uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. One of my favorite setups of all time, by the way. So sick. Um, but it's really funny because like usually in college they go players, and then the goalie's the last one to get called out. But for some reason, they went goalie first. Yeah. <laughs> so they called my name. I skate, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh God!" Like in that jersey, I was like, "I kind of look, kind of look good though." So at least, it, but I remember that moment so vividly. I was like, "Gosh!" Like in this jersey, <laughs> like calling me out first to the the blue line. The whole team's just laughing at me, but hey, at least we won. Yeah. Dude. But, you're lucky that that fucking thing fit you. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, was, hey, that was going to be my comment was how tight was that yeah. jersey getting on? Yeah, yeah, you could see the, the chest he was popping up on me a little bit, but it made it work. I think it was uh, a it played mind games with the other team, to be honest. But well, gosh, I mean, that is, the all yeah. white makes you look fucking massive. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
Um, but yeah, um, no, we're excited, man. Uh, I'm pumped for you. I can't wait to see what you and Kanishas do this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Are you doing Orange Theory anymore? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I worked there when I was in Colorado. I still go whenever I can. Um, yeah. Like, like I mentioned, when like losing the weight, that was a big thing I used to do. And everyone, everyone always <laughs> that's our ongoing <laughs> joke. It's like, oh, I always hitting up Orange Theory because I, gosh, I lost a bunch of weight just going. And like I said, when I was single, I was there, and there's just a lot of good-looking girls, and you work out, and <laughs> it's not a bad place to be. Um, okay. Wait, wait, the, wait. When you were the working there, though, were you running a class? <laughs> so I was just running the front desk, and okay. then they just, like, tell you to, like, work out with the people because, like, it's a really – it's a very small – Yeah. Uh, I don't know if everyone's been – so it's, like, the front desk people have to be very, like, talkative and, like, being – that's pretty easy, but – yeah, I was like, oh yeah, free workout. I would like do it twice a day. They had showers there. It was basically paid to work out. It was pretty nice. Yeah. The only problem is those fucking people at the front desk call you nonstop once they get your phone number. <laughs> I get calls nonstop <laughs> for a free trial. And like one, I'm fat. Two, my knee is shot because I'm fat. And three, there's a lot of running involved. So I like yeah. I love the idea. Like I, I've been to a couple where I did those free trials, but uh like when they make you run and I'm not going to walk because if I, if I give in and I walk, that means I'm old at thir- 29, I'm old, fat and out of shape and so much, so many other things if I walk. So like I force myself to run just because I'm obviously psycho, uh, just so I don't have to give that up. But, uh, I, I can't go there. Um, but yeah, they're yeah a lot, it's not so. for everyone. <laughs> it's not yeah. for everyone. I believe I it. Though. Like, I like, I like the system and I like the whole points thing and what you do and, stuff like that i'm not big on classes but uh yeah i I can't do the running my knee will explode and i'll i'll get i'll be calling an ambulance there in front of in front of a bunch of old suburban moms at my local orange there it's not a good look (laughs) hey it could be a good look they're like oh we gotta help you like you're hurt (laughs) yeah it just matters how you look at it (laughs) oh man um you guys got anything else here for fezzy Fez, you got any questions for us? You good? Um, I guess what we'll have to keep tabs on the whatever that pile of crap is, and yeah, uh, that's, well, that's no, the hey, no, I know, I know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever. Wait, well, after hearing what we just heard, maybe we you stay away from the uh, the garbage plate <laughs> yeah. or the maybe trash pile. Yeah, maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll it might see. be hard like to track said, your I... salt intake with that. It might fucking <laughs> skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the best thing. It's like 10,000 milligrams. Yeah. <laughs> Arteries would be clogged, though. Yeah, it's just over for you. Um, oh, how many times have you been hacked on Instagram? Ooh. Good amount. I feel like it, it, it had to have been. <laughs> Good it was, amount. <laughs> it was minimum twice, right? Yeah, I don't know what, what happened. I've always gotten like. I always get like text messages or like the little notifications, like someone from the middle of India has gone to act as your account. You're like, Oh goodness. And then I can't get into it. But yeah, I mean, social media hasn't been my thing. So just kind of let them do it. And then they get the password back. And I just let them do it. He says, yeah. So like, I don't, I don't have, yeah, have fun with it, I guess. <laughs> Post something good. At least. Come on. Yeah. Another account gone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you want to make 30 grand in bitcoin in one day (laughs) (laughs) oh shit fantastic cool well fez thanks for the time buddy good luck this year um yeah 
I got a big shipment finishing up for you tomorrow. Um, You'll see those posted very soon. I'm pretty excited. that'll show up by end of week. Tomorrow's what, Wednesday? So in the door, probably Thursday. Because when I told you I was shipping gloves, those showed up in a day, right? One day above? Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quick. Oh, yeah. Can we can we give the people a little teaser of what's going to be uh, on the lab this season or what? Um, Fez, do you have picks? Oh yeah, I got some picks. Yeah, we. Yeah, he's got he's got hands right now, but uh, we got some stuff. It's per usual, per Fez style. It's a uh, color oh, base, yeah. heavy color, mm-hmm. um, a oh, yeah. lot of gold, and uh, we actually got to use navy quick slide, which I don't really do for a lot of guys. Um, mm. The navy quick slide is pretty sick. And, uh, I, the nice part, like me and Fez always joked about this, I think was, uh, when you're six, six, like everyone, we always talk about color versus white, but when you're six, six, I think you can get away with wearing colored pads. Cause you look fucking ginormous. Regardless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The 36 plus two is always looking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the how, white theory goes out the window. Yeah. Um, how big was Coro? Jared Coro, he played at Northern. He's a big boy, dude. That's he's a six six. He was yeah. he's massive. He's a monster. I still remember seeing that one pick. I haven't seen one of Fez in this way, but uh, like Coro was playing on. He was standing up on the post in net, and his ass was at the crossbar. I'm like, yeah. what a life that would have been. <laughs> dude, yeah. Tucked in, tucked in the elbow. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> crazy. So must be nice. Must be nice. Um, must be nice. But yeah. Fez, thank you. Uh, I'm real talking to you guys. No, yeah. Unreal. I learned a lot. Um, yeah. I always do. But uh, good luck, man. We'll talk to you soon. If you need anything, you let me know. But uh, hopefully I'll swing out to Buffalo here soon and we'll catch a game at yeah. the, the Hobba Center. With my team. The Hobba Center. Yeah. <laughs> Hobba. Absolutely. All right, Love buddy. That. We'll see ya. Yeah. Thanks for talking.